Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Matchball 30 sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. The Matchball. Hello and welcome to the show. It's Dan, Michael and Moscow taking you through the Matchball 30, 30 years on the 1991-1992 season, game by game in real time. And today it's Man United at home, but we're three days late and in the wrong competition. What happened there then? Rain, didn't it? Very soggy. Turned up for it and everything. Oh, did you? Oh, bless you as well. Were you on your own or did your parents bring you? No, my mum uh, and my dad were with me. Yeah. yeah so it, was, it wasn't too scary. Stood outside the Soggy Ellen Road. Just to fill you in on this, yeah, we were supposed to play Man United in the FA Cup on January the 5th, three days ago, but that got postponed due to the heavy rain in Leeds. We were supposed to be on the telly as well. So instead, we are playing Man United at home, except this is in the League Cup quarterfinal, and we are also on telly. Well, that was it. It was a big deal to call that off because the BBC were there. Everything was set up, and there were uh, only three hours to go with Howard Wilkinson insisting that the pitch is a good drainer but he said that um, he had a word with the referee, Ray Lewis, and um, and told the BBC that Lewis must have felt making that decision like the President of the United States before Cuba. The old beast and missile crisis. Yes, exactly. And then, but uh, Leeds did um, take it in their stride, though. Obviously, the scum players were already in the building and they had to get in a coach and go home. So Leeds organised a training session on Fulton Park where Wilkinson and McHennigan had the players uh, practicing diving headers into the mud <laughs> so that as uh, as scum left on their coach, they were looking out the window at these absolute madheads just diving about in the mud. Just to unnerve them a little bit. This game might be off, but we are still crazy. Wilkinson also had to go and entertain some uh, sponsors as well who were in the, the banqueting area because they'd all turned up and were having their, you know, their corporate jolly in there as well. So there was not much room to watch. So I think they did, it, they did a quiz and Wilco went in and spoke to him. Oh, so, excellent. So they had a nice evening anyway. I bet Wilco put together a good quiz, actually. He <laughs> got, seemed, he's seemed got deeply knowledgeable, yeah. Mm. Might go on for a few hours, but, you know, it'd be good fun. He it did, would be good uh, fun. He has said that if he hadn't become a football manager and a footballer, he had contemplated being a stand-up comedian. There's time yet, Howard. There is time yet. Uh, so, yeah, the, the FA Cup game ended up going to Villa Park, didn't it? Against uh, Spurs, Villa were playing, and that went out on telly. We did face losing out on the TV revenue, but the rescheduled game is going to be shown with a another bizarre kickoff time, 7-10. Ridiculous. What are they playing at? 
What's that? Is what's that around EastEnders or something? Probably, presumably so. But we're playing on January the fifteenth, so in another what's that? Another week's time, we're playing these lot, and and it throws up all sorts of complexities. Are we getting into the realms of what undid our season last season? That's what I want to know because um, we ended up kind of dropping off a little bit, didn't we? When the uh, the injuries bit and the fixture congestion bit in the new year, so we are playing in the FA Cup on the fifteenth after we've gone to Hillsborough and played Sheffield Wednesday, who were third. Then if we win that cup game against Scum, we go to Southampton in the fourth round on the 25th of January. If we draw, we'll have to play them again in a replay on that day instead, which pushes everything further down the calendar. So it's starting to look a little bit hairy. The best way to do this would be to get knocked out of all cups ASAP. You think so? Just win the league instead. That postponement as well also means that David Batty's suspension has been kicked down the road as well. It's a two-game suspension, so... He's going to end up missing that game, isn't he? And uh, all sorts of different permutations are basically in the offing that are just deeply inconvenient to to our season. On the plus side, if we do go through in the FA Cup, we're not going to have to play Arsenal again. I, yeah, you see that. Wow. They have been bombed out by uh, Leeds old boy Mickey Thomas. Still got it, banging in a free kick from 25 yards. I have checked the, um, the TV schedule for Wednesday the 15th. Um, we're fitting in between. You've got a lot, big stack of Radio Times there next to you. Always getting, yeah. Every, despite being only a child, I just have fa- to uh, bizarre fascination with the TV listings. Flick to them. We're in between the news from six till seven, and then obviously the news at nine. So you can't move the nine o'clock news. And then are we in a news sandwich? Then we are in a news sandwich. Okay. And then um, after the news, there's a, a new series of four films about Churchill, telling uh, his story before the news. Obviously, is neighbours when uh, Todd and Cody discover that life on the road can be tough but meanwhile Melissa is intrigued by Josh's offer of a date with a difference interesting what's on the other side just in case you don't fancy the football um, well Home and Away is obviously on after Neighbours but while the news is on BBC One and Pippa is upset by Carly's news while Revhead is determined to keep his sister <laughs> or, or Revhead away from Nick um, ITV have got This Is Your Life um, they're not saying who it is. It's an unsuspecting celebrity. Coronation Street, then Des O'Connor tonight. Oh, wow. Has got guests including Bob Hope, Tom Jones, Richard Branson, and singer Jody Wilson. And then their rival to Churchill is The Treaty, a period drama um, about the British reaching a settlement with the Republicans in Ireland in 1921. Great bunch of lads. Yeah, so there's all that kind of stuff. And they're obviously um, Brookside on Channel 4, and um, BBC Two, uh, Def Two, Rapido is on. Ah. So uh, um, featuring the Levelers, Apache Indian, and Hole. Big fan of Apache Indian. Big fan. Right. Uh, let's get to other elements of the media. And well, there's no nice way to describe this gentleman, is there? And we mentioned it. I think it was last time out. Question of sport. He's on telly. He shouldn't be doing stuff like this. He's constantly. Well, I mean, this is even a. It's turned into a police incident where the. Um, the Chief Superintendent David Clarks of West Yorkshire Police has described his comments at the Daily Mirror. Him Mirai. being Emlyn Hughes, by the way. Um, yes, has described Emlyn Hughes' comments as irresponsible hate-mongering that will only build up antagonism. And I'll tell you what, he's not wrong. What did he say, though? That's the question. Well, the headline was, We'll Beat Hate Mob, and on the back page, which was Alex Ferguson's press conference, which didn't help. He was talking about the crowd at Elland Road. And then... Um, Emlyn Hughes had two pages inside headlined why I want to see Leeds torn apart and he's basically he hated playing against Don Reeves 
Leeds said that Leeds stood for for too much that sickened me when I was a player for just a couple of goody two-shoes seasons like they're having now to put right. They were a team who were hated. Yes, hated. It's a strong word to use about anything or anyone, but it definitely applied to them and all they stood for. Don Revy left a legacy that will forever taint the game. They were the masters of the black art of aggravation. Gamesmanship and referee baiting were just some of the less savoury deeds they practised to perfection. And you'd think, I mean, he's bringing up ancient history and being horrible about it, but to him it's not ancient history. If Howard Wilkinson, he goes on, sent out 11 Vestal Virgins and whistled up the Angel Gabriel to captain them, folk would still loathe Leeds, me included. That's why I hope Manchester United wipe the floor with them in the Rumbleos Cup, boot them out of the FA Cup and go on to win the first division. He's a Liverpool bloody player. What's he saying this for? It would offend me, upset me and leave a bad taste in my mouth if Leeds were to win anything this season. Get that paper clipping. Pin it to the wall in the dressing room. That's what needs to happen there because that's all the motivation you need, isn't it? I mean, he's not even done. We may as well oh, go through the rest of it. I was schooled by a man, Bill Shankly, and a club, Liverpool, to believe in the skills, the qualities and high-principled points of the game. For me, Leeds have never stood for any of those. That's why I want United to destroy their championship challenge and smash their cup hopes to smithereens. I couldn't bear the thought of Leeds in Europe representing English football. Why can't I forgive or forget? Simple. Leeds did more damage to the reputation of the game I love than any other team. The scars will always <laughs> remain. Because the irony of this... He's a right fucking drama queen. Yeah, and the irony of this, he talks about Bill Shankly, who was Don Reeve's best mate. Every weekend, they would phone each other and talk about how their games had gone. And um, it was Bill Shankly who, when we won the league title against Liverpool and beat them to it in 1969... It was Bill Shankly who brought a crate of champagne into Leeds' changing room, told them, you're all worthy champions, you're a great side, and told them to go to the cop and be cheered. Liverpool fans sang champions to them. Chanting champions to, to Leeds players. And in the midst of it all, we've got this... Absolutely. <laughs> I mean... What's the word you're looking for there? As a, as a young child there, Moscow. You, you can't say this sort of thing in, uh, in 1992. Let's not stoop to his level. Well, I would stoop to his level and spit on him. How much of this do you reckon him and how much do you reckon some sub-editor has been like, why don't we put this? This is a bit stronger. Like we're trying to, well, we can get a better headline out of this. Well, it is the Daily Mirror who've always had it out for Don Revy there. Um, one of their journalists claimed to have the, the dossier that proved everything um, terrible that uh, Don Revy ever did in terms of fixing matches and being corrupt. And everyone said, okay, well, show us the dossier then. And he said, no. Um, no, I'm not going to show I've anybody. Got, I've definitely got it. I've left it somewhere else and that's the, not uh, with me now. The one time it got to court when Billy Bremner did um, take the Daily Mirror, I believe it was, to court about um, some of the accusations that were making against him, won because the Mirror had absolutely no evidence that they could prove anything that they were saying. So it's a, it's an absolute poison combination of the, the Daily Mirror and Emlyn Hughes, who obviously... I mean, yeah, he may have been uh, he may have been encouraged by an editor to say these things, but I don't think it will have taken much. They didn't have a gun to his head, did they? They didn't have a gun to his head anyway. So well, the, they, they might if he <laughs> shows up at Elland Road, which is why the uh, the West Yorkshire Police have had to make a statement and then uh, recorded messages from Howard Wilkinson and Alex Ferguson were played to the crowd before the game to ask for good behaviour. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. To this game then. Lineups like this, Lukic, Sterland, Dorigo, Batty, Fairclough, White, Strachan, Wallace, Chapman, McAllister, Speed with John McClelland and Steve Hodge on the bench. So we managed to patch up enough players to send out a full strength side against these lot. These lot being Peter Schmeichel, Paul Parker, Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister, Clayton Blackmore, Andre Kanchelskis, Communist, Neil Webb, Paul Ince, Ryan Giggs, Brian McClare, Mark Hughes with Mal Donaghy and Lee Sharp on the bench. Basically, two full strength sides. Then, I mean, they've, they've not got Brian Robson, have they? Still scum, but they're uh, other than that, they're all right. And the old, uh, the waterlogged pitch, still a little bit soggy. Ellen Road. It's been raining all day, but it's um, no problems playing on it. As Howard Wilkinson said, it is a good drainer, and it's uh, it's drained enough. But it means um, uh, Chris White testing uh, Peter Schmeichel with a, a shot from outside the box that bounced just in front of him, and he had a a problem dealing with him and, uh, Lee Chapman and Rod Wallace sort of fighting each other to try and kick the ball into his face, <laughs> which um, he had a right old whinge about. That's one of the things, uh, the, the amount of whinging from every single scum player was just barely tolerable. So it made it, uh, it was good news when we went ahead. It was, and it did go so well early doors. Just to say the referee, George Courtney from Spennymore, schoolmasterly, schoolmasterly. He was, he was kind of bossy and officious. Was, he does, uh, was he does stand up to these moaning bastards and kind of um, makes it clear that he doesn't want to hear all this from them. But um, he does give them some uh, unfair free kicks, but we'll come on to that. Yeah, so 1-0 after 17 minutes and, and a great finish. So starts with Lukic, who, uh, who boots it forward and Pallister does beat Lee Chapman to the head, which is not a, a common occurrence, is it? Lee Chapman getting beaten in the air? There are too many headers in this goal, if I was to criticise it for anything. Yep. It goes, Pallister header... Batty header, Wallace header, Batty header. They just, they just can tend to play a little bit of head tennis. But you can't play on other. the grass, can you? It's too wet. That's a good point. That so, is a good point. So, so it's yeah. just going to stick. So they have to all head it along. There is some nice little um, exchange of uh, headers between Wallace and Batty. And then he ends up, um, Wallace kind of plays it off the outside of his boot to on rushing speed, who, a bit like McAllister in the last game, just absolutely smacks it into the what, top corner. What a finish that was. 
the little touch as well. He takes the it's such a gentle first touch just to get it into the exact right spot. And it's, it's his body shape as well. He gets his body over it so it doesn't rise too much, but it rises just enough to go flying past Peter Schmeichel in the net. And I would give um, some proper credit to the the head tennis that goes on beforehand because Batty and Wallace are basically passing the ball to each other with their heads. There's no luck involved with this. It's all very uh, intelligently and brilliantly directed. And, um, you know, they're both little fellas just nodding the ball back and forth to each other over this so-called, you know, I mean, Gary Pallister in their defence is the most expensive defender there's ever been. I don't and the British transfer record broken for him. And Steve Bruce is um, one of the most hideous. So between them, they're made to look very silly by us just... Um, I'll nod it to you, Rod. I'll nod it to you, Dave. I'll nod it back to you, Rod. Uh, Rod Wallace. Give it to Gaz. Tiny man. Anyway, it was nice for the first half hour or thereabouts. And then the wheels started to come off after that. 31 minutes and and one all. And this goal almost inexplicable. I mean, let's start with the pathetic free kick as well, because this was never a free kick. It's Mark Hughes doing his usual, backing in and moaning like a prick. And on this occasion, George Courtney does give him the free kick. Yeah, I think if I've got a criticism of George Courtney, it's that with these, he tended to give them one way, then give them the other way. Just like, you have one, you have one, to kind of um, keep everybody sweet, when he should have given them all to lead, because Chris (laughs) Fairclough never touched the moaning, poodle-haired person who plays up for Mm. them. Yeah, But even then, you look at this where it is. I mean, it's very, very central, but it is a good... I mean, people exaggerate distances in football, but it is a proper 30-yard free kick, if not further out. And Leeds do set up a wall because they see the threat of it being so central. And yet, weirdly, Clayton Blackmore manages to put an absolute rocket straight over Lukic. And you have to question his... Do you question his positioning? Because if you watch the replays of this... He's only about three yards out. If that is still in his six-yard box, and yet it just flies past him. Was he unsighted by the wall, do you think? I think Luke has just got to do better on it. It's it's not hit massively hard. It's not like a Sterling one where it's completely rocketed in. He's got time to see it. It's not even in a corner. He seems to be get wrong-footed by it, and he's he's almost like falling backwards as it goes over his head. It yeah. just it just the, feels the like... Dip, the dip kind of deceives him a bit, doesn't it? I don't think you can... I don't think you can get caught with a dipping free kick from 30 yards there. You've got loads of time to see it. I, I just, I feel like he should have saved it, but he's had a good season. He, he was good against West Ham. We shouldn't probably criticise him too much, but yeah, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like this was one he should have let in. Well, it is Clayton Blackmore's trademark, this kind of thing. He's very... Mediocre free kicks. <laughs> Go in. <laughs> I mean, he's managed to get it about an inch under the bar. You underrate that dip a little bit. And I think, uh, yeah, you'd hope. Sounds like you enjoyed it, Moscow. I've just, you know, you've got to acknowledge Clayton Blackmore is very good at free kicks and it's very annoying. It's Clayton Blackmore. He doesn't do out-outs. So the start of the problems come with the equaliser and then it all properly goes wrong because we've seen the threat they've got out wide, Kanchelskis and Giggs, and we get problems with both our fullbacks. I mean, John McClelland is not the, he's not a fast man even in the centre of the pitch, but up against... Uh, a communist and a an 18 year old he's got no chance as he out on the wings yeah Dorigo off injured and Sterling as well he's carrying a knock at this point as well so we've basically got no pace at fullback at all at this stage so yeah it's uh, it's a bit of a problem at half time and it's uh, it's 1-1 out for the second half and within 5 minutes we're 2-1 down and it feels like the game's getting away from us yeah the defence is just all out of shape on this one Giggs is coming through the centre of the 
the midfield with the ball and Kinchelskis has kind of got in behind Sterling and White and McClellan's all out of shape at the at left back playing him onside. Um, so when the ball goes through to him, he's he's essentially completely unmarked. So it's threaded through, isn't it? And to be fair to Giggs, it is a very, very good ball. But I don't want to be fair to We Giggs. can't give him credit, can we? No. No, it would never have happened if McClelland was close enough to keep going and try and uh, get a tackle in on Kinchelskis, but instead he tries to catch him offside and never going to work. Yeah, it's uh, Kinchelskis running through like in the uh, in the left-hand channel, isn't it? And uh, sort of taps it with, uh, with the, his big toe on his right foot and manages just to do enough to get it under Lukic, kind of hits the underside of his body as he's diving to save it and uh, goes in the far corner. Not for- even a good finish. And unfortunately, because it's the cup, they've got a lot of tickets in the south stands and uh, they enjoy it too much. And that's very, very disturbing, isn't it? Awful. Bloody awful. I, I hate him having all that, those tickets. I think we need to cause more trouble next year. Because <laughs> well, so they had almost like it was like the, so low, the, police banned them. the low fields terrace just in front of that um, new yellow cheese wedgie bit. South stand, upper and lower. Too many. I mean, how many is too many? That's the thing. Well, 10 is too many. And it goes from bad to worse and they get to enjoy even more shit five minutes later. 3-1. It's done at this point, isn't it, really? 56 minutes and they catch us on the break. I mean, we look like we've probably caught up with the initial break, but then by the time they work the ball out to the right-hand side, you realise John McClellan does nowhere to be seen and Paul Park is in absolutely tons of space and he just crosses into the box. And it's another... Lucky finish is this, to be honest. I mean, Giggs. He is where, on... where was Lukic on this? Was he kind of he was caught in no man's land a bit, wasn't he? Well, he's he's chasing the ball across the middle because Giggs is there without anyone marking him. And I mean, Giggs' finish is is so crap; it's very hard to save because he he kind of completely mishits it and it manages to trickle back into the far corner. So that's lucky. So that shouldn't count either. So <laughs> it should be one all at worst. Yeah, uh, we're all caught out by it. it's our free kick in their half, and they um, clear it. And although. We do manage to block the attack at one point. It's noticeable that it's Gary McAllister is our furthest player back and everybody's just rushing to try and um, get back as far as they can. And um, yeah, nobody has spotted what's-his-face. Kunchelskis is just standing on his own on the right. So that's what um, what does us. It's unfair. Mm. Not fun. No. Not fun. We, do, we did have a couple of late chances, but... <laughs> Let's be honest, if we have to be fair about this, we didn't look like we were ever going to get back into this. Well, the problem was one of them fell to John McClellan, who, bless him, <laughs> he did try to place it into the, the far top corner and didn't miss it by much. But the bigger thing was um, the way Howard Wilkinson went about trying to get us back into it was to take off Lee Chapman because he was getting absolutely nothing out of um, Gary Pallister and Steve Bruce. And um, I'd love to know how many times... There were questions inside the stadium, weren't there? Well, yeah, because... Obviously, Chapman played for Wilkinson at Sheffield Wednesday and he absolutely loves the bloke, but I'd love to know how many times he's actually substituted him whenever he's played for him because it can't be many. And it's a signal of uh, how dissatisfied he was with the way Chapman was playing, that he would take off his main striker who's been working with him across two clubs for years and send on Steve Hodge to play up front instead. Or he knew it was over and he's saving him. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> no, he was uh, he was pretty um, adamant that he wasn't getting what he wanted out of Chappie, so we had to do something else. And uh, to, I mean, to be fair, to Chapman, we did mention Gary Pallister is worth a lot of money. And um, at QPR made him look an idiot the other week. Well, that's it as well. So you're uh, the other side of it is you'd want to you'd wonder why Chapman isn't doing better in the air against uh, these characters. Well, yeah, just shy of 29,000 there. So we lost a few, didn't we, to, uh, to segregation in this one, but just shy of 29,000 there for this one, the uh, League Cup quarterfinal defeat. And we haven't beaten them 
since we came back up. It's got quite a number of games now. Have they got a bit of a, a hex on us? They've just got a really expensive squad. Mm. That's the problem. Like They have, um, who was on the bench for them, Lee Sharp and some other loser. I think it was Mal Donaghy. So we don't need to worry about Mal Donaghy. But we are, you know, when we're taking off Lee Chapman, we're bringing on Steve Hodges, an England international, but he's not a striker. Mm. And um, John McClelland is our defensive cover. Seven games, though. We haven't beaten him in seven games since we got promoted. But um, thoughts from Wilco. What did he say? Manchester did what was necessary until they got the third goal. And they did what was necessary <laughs> after that, too. <laughs> we had a couple of chances late in the game. Probably the two best chances of the match. But we were chasing the game at that stage. Are we prepared to concede that that was the right result for the game on balance? Apart from the lucky goals they got. Apart from that, though. <laughs> Apart from those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fine. It was annoying though, wasn't it? But Whatever. it's you know, it's the League Cup and, and while we're close-ish to Wembley at this point, it does feel disappointing. But would you say this is the least important of the competitions that we're chasing? Well, it definitely is. Just kind of annoying to do it loose to them. If we'd have lost this game to, you know, Liverpool or Arsenal, we'd have been like, okay, fine, we can concentrate on the league. It's just... These bastards. And it's a psychological edge as well, it feels like, them having beaten us again. You can see how important the cup, this cup is as well when... Um, Rob Hawthorne interviews uh, scum Steve Bruce in the tunnel afterwards and says, um, you know, how does it feel to go through the next round of the Littlewoods Cup? And um, Elton Wells being in the studio gently corrects him that it's not called the Littlewoods Cup anymore, it's the <laughs> Rumbelows Cup. That's how much people scare, uh, care about this um, pathetic competition. <laughs> and it's back to the proper business in a few days. Um, we are away to Sheffield Wednesday, third place in the league. Uh, another Sunday game, another TV game. Going to be a tough one, that one, I think. We'll beat him. We've got to bounce back from this. Well, it's um, Howard and uh, Chapman going back to their old stomping ground. Yeah. Cliche, but with uh, Mel Sterland as well. Who else has played for them? I suppose if John Newsom and David Weatherall um, get around the squad. Mick Ennigan obviously was there. It, it's a big Sheffield connection. And um, they have a slight advantage over us in that they are playing the day before us. Though. So they're playing on, on the Saturday, the 11th against Everton. So we'll kind of know what we have to do on the Sunday, depending on what the outcome of that one is. So uh, we'll reconvene at Hillsborough then, shall we, and see what uh, what happens there. The match ball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.